welcome to the Fox River Podcast. Our mission is a heart for people and a message of Jesus. We hope you are encouraged in your faith through this message. Thanks for listening. Hey, good morning, Fox River. Great to see you today. I'm Pastor Rob, one of our teaching pastors, as well as our campus pastor at our Muskego campus. How many of you enjoy a good shout out? They're fun, aren't they? Yeah, to give them is actually fun, and I could give some shout-outs today, and so it's going to be a great time. They're also encouraging to receive, and we need them in our lives. The absence of them creates quite a bit of confusion, kind of like, have you ever gone to the actual graduation, not the party, but an actual graduation? You ever been to one? If you're older than 18 or 19, I hope you raise your hand right now, okay? All right, but you know, one where you're spectating though, when you're sitting in the seats there, and you remember that one staff member that came up to the microphone and their assignment was to make an announcement, so in their sternest, most serious voice, they walk up to the microphone and they say something like this, please hold all applause, all cheering, and any kind of shout outs until all of the graduates have received their diploma. You remember that? And so, first graduate walks across the stage to complete silence. And everybody's like, this is just wrong. This is awkward. But the second one goes by and everyone's still playing by the rules. It's like, they made the announcement, we can't say anything. The third, the fourth, but when the fifth goes across, the air horn goes blasting. The sixth, the mom breaks out in a celebration dance and everyone starts applauding. Why? Why? Because there are things in life that need to be celebrated. And they don't even have to reach the magnitude of a graduation. There are actions in life that should not go unnoticed. And yet they do. We can't hit all of them. It'd be great. We'd be giving shout outs all day long every day is what would happen. But there are actions in life that should not go unnoticed. Serving. Serving in and as the church is an action that deserves multiple shout-outs. It's an important thing. That's why we've called this series Shout Out, and that's why we've been looking at the importance of recognizing women and men who use their gifts in order to serve God. At Fox River, we call that group our dream team. Our dream team is made up of every single individual who serves Jesus at and through Fox River. That's our dream team. They are a very special group of people and we wanna give some shout outs to them. You ever notice the best shout outs are the specific ones? I'm not talking about specific individuals. That's awesome when that happens. But for me, the best shout outs are not the general ones. You know, the one that says, hey, I really appreciate you. Now, there's nothing wrong with saying that. In fact, I would say don't stop saying that, but I don't know about for you, but at least questions for me, like what is it that you really appreciate about me? You know, what, what, what is that? And so what I found is very specific ones are the most encouraging ones. 
When we know what a person's talking about, when we know what they have seen in us that, that they're speaking to. And so we're gonna give a couple of those shout outs, a couple of those very specific character traits, in fact, of our dream team. And these are actually shout outs that God the Father, imagine this, God the Father shouted out to his son, Jesus. Then Jesus shouts out to everyone who serves him, and I wanna shout out to our dream team. We're gonna find them in the book of Philippians because Paul's the one who writes about them, the Apostle Paul. Like I said, they're characteristics. Characteristics that he used to inspire early Christians to strive for and to live up to. And he went as far as to say this, you will make my joy complete if you you live these two characteristics out. So let me ask you to take a Bible, if you would, If you got a physical Bible, turn to the book of Philippians. Digital Bible, turn to the book of Philippians. If you don't have a Bible, go to our QR code right now and get the Bible app. It's a great, great tool. You may have never heard of the book of Philippians. It's a New Testament book, meaning it's gonna be in the second part of your Bible. It's actually gonna be very close to the end of your Bible. In one of the letters that Paul wrote to a group of people, in a place called Philippi. It was actually the first place that he had planted a church in Europe. And so in Philippi, just to give you a little history as you're turning there, Philippians 2, what we see is this, that it was a Roman colony, and they are very patriotic and very committed to their nationality, Rome. And so if you can imagine this, there are stories of this Jewish king named Jesus that this church is telling in this Roman community. You think that's gonna go over very well? No, Rome already had a king. They already had an emperor. They already had someone to to tell them what to do, and they served them deeply. And so there was conflict that came as a result of this. And so Paul knows, because he's not in that town right now, and of all places, he's in prison. So he writes a letter to them, both to encourage them and to thank them for a gift that they had sent him. But he needs to encourage them because they're going through division in this community. They're going through persecution in this community. There are a lot of people who don't trust Jesus and don't believe in him. It's not much different than our world today. And so Paul points out a couple of very important things that everyone needs and they're well worth giving a shout out for. And we see him in Philippians chapter two. And I wanna go right to the very first verse. Let's just read the first two verses as we begin here. It says, therefore, if you have any encouragement from being united with Christ, if any comfort from his love, if any common sharing in the spirit, if any tenderness and compassion, then make my joy complete by being like-minded, having the same love, being one in spirit and of one mind. The first shout out that I wanna give our dream team is the same one that Paul is pointing out here to this group of people, and that is this. A shout out for your undeniable commitment to unity. You see, we need to pull together in times of difficulty, in times of hardship. And it is an amazing thing when we get to see people come together under one banner and live out the mission that God has given to us. Look at verse two, and here's what I want you to do. You got an underlining piece on your app even, or if you got a physical Bible and you're used to going ahead and underlining certain things, just take that verse number two and underline each of the pieces of that that speak to unity. Just look at them right now. You'll see them right there. 
And it begins to unfold this. It says, then make my joy complete by being like-minded, having the same love, being one in spirit and of one mind. Shout out to all those who are able to come together as one, those who are able to put differences aside in order to be a part of something bigger than themselves. That's what we do when we live out a mission. Those who are able to rally around a cause, a cause as great as the Great Commission that Jesus gave us. You see, that's what church is about. It's coming under that mission to go and make disciples. In Fox River language, we just say, a heart for people with the message of Jesus. That's what we rally around in unity and say, that's what we're about and we come together and live it out together in each and everything that we do. When you serve, you're making a statement that seeing people come into relationship with Jesus and growing in that relationship is so important that you're willing to give your time and your talent along with so many other people to walk together and make that happen. And here's the cool thing. You're making it happen. I want this to sink in for you. When you serve, when you serve as Fox River, do you recognize and realize you are a part of every salvation that takes place? Even the one last week when someone from our prayer team, Brian, said a young man came to him and said, hey, can you help me to receive Jesus as my savior? Isn't that awesome? You're a part of that dream team. Dream team, every baptism that takes place here at Fox River is a result of you, you doing what God has gifted you to do in order for that to happen. Even the almost 140 that just happened a few weeks ago that we celebrated, every marriage that is restored, every child that's able to hear the Bible stories in a classroom, do you realize when hands are raised in praise to God, you own a part of that. When you serve, that's what happens. Because we come together in unity and say, this is the most important mission that there is and ever will be. That we're to help others to know the message of Jesus because of our love for them. Can you join me? Can you join me in giving that shout out? Let's just use two words that God used himself. Well done. Would you say that with me? Well done. Well done for your unity. That's the first one. First shout out, your commitment to unity, it's quite obvious. The second one is this, your others first attitude. I don't know about you, but this is the struggle, right? Any and every time I serve, this is a decision that I have to make. There is no way you can serve without having an others first attitude, without putting others before you, before your time, before your resources, before your talents, all of it. We have to make a choice to give at that point. Again, Paul lifts up this characteristic as one to strive for and one to be celebrated. And this one he points out specifically that you're being just like Jesus when you do this. He even uses those words in order to help us. When you display this other's first attitude, you're in great company, that means, because you're being like Jesus. 
Let's look back at Philippians chapter two, this time verses three through eight. This will make you struggle. Unless you're just naturally gifted with that gift of serving, maybe it doesn't. But let's go to where we just left off. Verse number three, and catch the magnitude of this. Whenever he uses extreme words, it just catches my attention. He uses them right out of the gate. He says, do what? Do nothing. What does nothing mean? Absolutely nothing. Do, he's not saying don't do anything, okay? Some of you are like, I thought we we're supposed to be serving, right? Okay, that's not what he's saying. Do nothing, what? Out of selfish ambition or vain conceit. Anybody out already? It's like, I, I can't do that. I can't do that. He says, do nothing out of selfish ambition or vain conceit. In humility, value others above yourselves. Not looking to your own interests, but each of you to the interests of the others. In your relationships with one another, have the same mindset as Christ Jesus. That should beg a question, right? Well, what was Jesus' mindset? Can I get into the mind of God? He gives us a glimpse into the mind of God here. He's going to. And I wanna prep you for this. I want you to paint a picture as best as you can. It's gonna be hard. It'll be hard. It's hard to picture what Jesus did, what he felt, what it must have been like for him when he made the choice to become who he became for us. But I want you to try painting this picture in your mind of where Jesus was and what it was like for him and then what he became and the difference between those two as I read this, okay? Let's look at it here. Just let it go into your ears even right now. As we continue the passage, verse number six. Who being in the very nature God, talk about Jesus, can you picture that? A little bit, it's hard, right? Who being in the very nature God did not consider equality with God something to be used to his own advantage. Wow. Wow. Rather, this is the tough part, Rather, he made himself nothing by taking the very nature of a servant, being made in human likeness, and being found in appearance as a man. He humbled himself by becoming obedient to death, even death on a cross. Can you picture that? You see, we can kind of picture the cross because we've all seen visuals of it. But can you picture this? where Jesus came from. You see, he wasn't always on this earth. He wasn't always a human being. He wasn't always a man. And that's hard to grasp. It's hard to get our minds around, right? It's humility that we're seeing here. See, Jesus was the king and is the king of the universe. And he lived in heaven, and, and we have a hard time grasping that. And do and you know what was happening at that time? Anything and everything he asked for, anything he spoke, it happened. There were angels that would bow down to him because they knew this is the king of the universe greater than any athlete, greater than any movie star that we could ever meet and have awe about. This is Jesus. And even though he deserved to keep it and hold on to it every day for all eternity, he chose not to. He said, I'm willing to put all of that aside and come down to earth 
and live with the limitations of a human being so that I could have nails put in my hands and my feet and a crown put on my head and my blood could be shed so that you could be saved. Isn't that amazing? I can't even comprehend it. That's humility. Someone who did not hold on to what they deserved but gave it up for the gospel. The gospel. You see, Jesus died so that you could have life now and forever. And if you've never received him as your savior, by the end of this service, I hope that you will. In fact, I'm gonna ask you again at the end if you'll trust him as your savior if you never have. You see, when we put others first, we're acting like Jesus did. We're acting like Jesus does. And that's what he calls every single one of us to do. And so dream team, every time you serve, you're being like Jesus. I say, I'm not Jesus, I didn't say you're Jesus. Paul's pointing out that you can have the mind of Jesus and you can have the actions of Jesus and that's what you're doing when you choose to serve others. Have you ever had someone act like Jesus by serving you? It grabbed your attention. It might even been the thing that brought you to Jesus himself. And so Dream Team, you regularly show another's first attitude and for that you deserve a shout out. Well done. Would you say that with me? Well done. Great job. Great, great job. But it begs the question, right? Why would anyone have such an other's first attitude? Why? We know why Jesus would, because we'd all be condemned if he hadn't. We'd all be, be stuck with our sin and end up in hell one day as a result if he hadn't. It's obvious why he did, but why would someone, a person, a human being, someone who's not God, why would they have an other's first attitude? Well, there are some benefits. There are. Thankfully, God gives us benefits when we obey him, when we do what he asks us to do, and when we put others before ourselves. It takes sacrifice, but those sacrifices are worth it because of the benefits that happen. You may say, what kind of benefits? Well, you know what, we kind of read over it rather quickly, but he starts the passage with some of the benefits. He does. So if you go back to verse number one, and it's a unique thing that Paul does here because he uses this word if, and when you hear that word if, a lot of times you think somebody's questioning, right? At least that's how I use it. I use the term when I have a question, if, if. Well, Paul's not questioning, he's making a statement. And so when someone uses if to make a statement, they're catching your attention, it's called being rhetorical. And so he's making a statement. So don't think that I can't read, but I'm gonna change the words up here a little bit on verse number one, okay? Because you can insert a different word that's a little more emphatic, since, right? And so what he's telling us is this, Therefore, since you have encouragement from being united with Christ, since you receive comfort from his love, and since you have common sharing in the spirit, and since you receive tenderness and compassion from others, be a part. Be a part of Christ. Serve him. Serve others. Because those are benefits say there's quite a few benefits. Three that I see regularly, I put under these categories, belonging, growth, and purpose. You see, 
When you serve, I notice this. The more I serve, the more I feel a part of something. The more that unity grows, in fact. There's a belonging that continues to move forward when I serve. Growth. Some of the best growth that I've ever experienced in my life has been through serving. Because when I serve, my faith and my love for others moves forward. I get into conversations with people that I wouldn't have if I wasn't in the same room with them. And I have a humility that is able to accept things that cause me to grow when I'm willing to serve them. Not only belonging and growth, but serving also brings about purpose. Because those are the moments when I see God made me for this. He's given me gifts, he's given me talents, and he's given me opportunities. And I see those when I use them, when I step into those places. Now, here's what most of you are doing. How many are saying, be honest with this, how many are saying, well, you're the pastor, you're supposed to say all that stuff. Don't take my word for it. Take some of our dream teamers' word for it. Listen to the benefits that they've found personally from serving on our dream team. Take a listen. How many received a shout out? Somebody gave you My name's Steve Badusek. I am serving on the ERU. It was about a year we had been attending Fox River before I decided to get involved as a volunteer. It seemed to be a perfect fit for me being a, a retired law enforcement officer. My name is Carrie Allard and I serve the second and third graders in the Fox River Kids. Kenny Allard and I also serve with the, the second and third graders for one and a half years. In our old church, we were serving for about 30 years together. Yes. Yeah. yeah. And, and we, we come as a team. <laughs> My name is Savannah, and I serve in the student ministry. It's definitely helped me grow deeper in my faith and made me more curious because my students will ask questions that I've never thought of and I don't know the answer to and then I get really curious about them so then I look for the answers and sometimes I'll be able to look for the answers with them and yeah so it's cool. So it mostly consists of just being eyes and ears and making sure that um, everything appears normal and that nobody is in need. It's inspiring to be here and it's very rewarding. Spending time with the people and interacting with people. I just get a real sense of purpose. It gives me an opportunity to grow because you feel so fulfilled. It's just seeing the kids excited about Jesus and wanting to learn more about him and the Bible. After you're done, you're just like, yeah, that was great. <laughs> I have the gift to communicate with kids and not just necessarily God's word, but I, I somehow I just have the gift to communicate with kids. And I'm able to tell them about Jesus. I'm able to tell them that Jesus loves them. I'm able to say that Jesus is always with you. I just want the kids to know Jesus is Lord and Savior and that, that Jesus will always be with them. And that the church 
is a place where they can find love, acceptance, friendship, and the love that we get from the kids that we serve. Um, it just way outweighs any small amount of time that we invest. It's just helped me to be more passionate about serving with students, growing in my faith, and just really making an impact um, for part of my generation and some of the younger, uh, the younger ones. He joined me just showing appreciation to them. That's just a snippet. There are so many others that obviously we cannot take the time to be able to give shout outs for and say well done and understand the benefits, the benefits of belonging and growth and purpose that you just heard straight from those who are experiencing it. But you know what? Every single one of us, every single one of us has been gifted by God to serve in the church as Fox River Christian Church. You might be thinking, not me. Yeah, you. Because God places a value on you and gives you gifts to serve him. And he's waiting for a day that he can personally say to you, well done. Maybe like, really? God wants to say that to me, but I'm not a saint. I'm not special. God wants to tell you, well done. Let's look at what he did with Jesus. If we go, something astonishing here. Thankfully, it didn't end at the cross. It didn't end at the resurrection from the grave. But at that point, we begin to see something that only God could tell us, because no one could see it with their own eyes at this point. In verse number nine of Philippians two, therefore God exalted him to the highest place, and he gave him the name that is above every name, that at the name of Jesus every knee should bow in heaven and on earth and under the earth, and every tongue acknowledge that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. When Jesus lowered himself, God lifted him up. And that's what he does for every person who chooses to serve him. Because in human eyes, you're lowering yourself at that point and you're placing someone else's needs before your own and God will always lift that up. And he says that he waits for a day that he can look back and have you look back on everything that you did in this life. And he can look back on those things that you gave in service to him and of others and to say to you, well done, good and faithful servant. Well done. There are hundreds, hundreds of kids that you can impact right now through our children's ministry, our students' ministry, our upward programs. You've heard us talk about Rooted. Imagine you, yes you, facilitating a group where questions are asked and where faith is grown because you decide to step into a position to facilitate and to help. You could use what God has given you to be one of the 150 they're asking to go and help launch a new campus on the north side of Waukesha. Be one of those vision carriers. If you're at Muskego or you live in the Muskego area and you haven't joined our dream team, come and join us so we can continue to reach that community. Online, we have people right now that allow us to reach around the world because they've said, I can do that. 
I can use what God has given me to reach others. I can't list all the opportunities, but I do know this. You've been given a gift. So here is my question of you. If you're not already on the dream team, who'll be next? Who'll be next to be able to share their story of the lives that are being changed as a result of you saying, I will serve you, God. Fox River Dream Team, well done. Well done. I'm gonna ask you to do something that for some of you may be really hard right now, but it's not hard, so please do it. If you've served in any capacity at Fox River, whether in the past or presently, and I mean from the parking lot to the classroom, weekend or midweek, in person or online, from birth to whatever age we have, would you stand right now? Please stand. Go ahead. I don't care if it's every week or not, all right? Whenever you've given your gifts to God to serve as Fox River, you deserve a well done. Well done. Well done. Well done. You can go ahead and be seated. Aren't shout outs fun? And they are so important. Do not miss this point. The reason they serve is because more and more people need to know Jesus. And you are making a difference in people's eternity. You may be here and you haven't realized that difference yet because you've not trusted Christ Maybe you're just beginning to understand what it meant for him to go from heaven to earth, but he did it to save you. As I mentioned, I wanna give you an opportunity to receive Christ if you never have. And so as we pray in just a moment, and you're ready to trust Christ because the Holy Spirit's working in your heart, and you're beginning to understand the love of Christ for you, would you receive that gift today? Let's bow our heads, close our eyes. If you're here and you're ready to trust Christ, you might be saying, but how do I do that? Just tell him. Tell him that you are placing your faith, your trust in him. Maybe a prayer like this. Dear God, I can't even fathom the love that it took for you, Jesus, to leave heaven, to come and become a human being, a man, to be nailed to a cross and through the shedding of your blood, allow my sins to be forgiven. Even though I can't fully comprehend it, I am trusting in that. I am believing that you died so that I could have life now and for all eternity. With heads bowed, eyes closed, if that's you and you're trusting Christ today, would you just raise your hand? Just let me know. Online, let us know in the chat as well our campus, Muskego, let us know. All right. Lord God, we thank you. We praise you for your goodness to us and allowing us to be used by you, God, to be able to see your mission, your vision in this world take place for more and more people to be able to spend eternity with you. For that, we are so grateful. In Jesus Christ's name we pray. 
Amen. If you were encouraged by today's talk, be sure to subscribe and share with your friends. Visit us online at foxriverchristian.org or check us out in person. Thanks again for listening to the Fox River Podcast. Thank you.